0: Everybody, welcome back to Choking Hazard, the podcast. I am your host, James Legasic, and it is good to be back. Football was back to its scintillating best on Thursday night. I mean, I'm only guessing, actually, I didn't actually uh, watch the game. We had our first draw of the season, thanks to Jack Higgins wanting to uh, get some revenge on what Rance did and steal the limelight. Whoever thought football tipping was a good idea clearly didn't tip this week. We saw some big upsets, and it really throws up some interesting results already in this season, this weird, weird COVID-filled season. But enough about reality, let's look to fantasy to get our rocks off, because uh, like I've always said, fantasy is more important than real life. It's more important than real life, guys. Come on, you've got to pay attention. you got to know what's going on. We're looking to some of the results, and we had some decent wins from some of the lesser lights in previous years. I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't know who I was talking about, though, because I'm pretty sure we haven't heard a peep out of Brian all week. All right, now we go to the matchups. We'll look at our first game. We've got Lachlan as the big fish up against Scott with Leave Rance alone. We had Lockie with a score of 1,205, getting defeated by Gotti at 1,361. All right, we all know what happened to you. Lockie picked a captain of remember McGovern after giving rid of uh, his boy, Jakey Lloyd, and uh, did not pay dividends at all. Basically, uh, lost about over 100-something and something points there with that one, and then that's pretty much where the game was lost. Look, he got Dangerfield there, and he did some uh, nice work with getting Cade Simpson in, but really, uh, that trade just did not work out, as he would have hoped at the moment, so... Look, unfortunate for him, but at the same time, Scotty had his boy Hooley back and scored pretty well. And then had uh, Nat 5 go ballistic with a few other boys as well Zach Merritt, Charlie Cameron. So he had uh, a pretty good score, actually, himself. We then look to the uh, the match of the round, some would say. I'm not going to say it, but anyway. We had uh, Steve with sodium chloride, uh, 1330, getting defeated by uh, Brian on fire, Packy Flies, 1362. Right under here. We had uh, Brian put the C on big Jamie McMillan, and uh, look, while it wasn't a great idea because he scored basically peanuts, he was lucky that it just uh, didn't cost him. Look, uh Steve, Jake Lloyd, 290, just absolutely smashed it. But really, there was just uh, too little left for too few for the rest of Steve's men. The other bloke he got in Lockheed's trade was Zorko, and he uh, bounced back after not performing well under the old coach at 107. We're Brian. He had some good ones with Crisp. He had Gaff, he had Burke, he had Dodd Goldstein again, who, uh, look... I went hard on him early but he's actually uh look he's proved proved me wrong right now I'm not gonna say I was uh, completely wrong or uh take it back because it's only round two but look uh, the way he's going right now he's he's uh, feminine is a really good pick then go to uh what I think is the game of the round because it features yours truly we've got James with Sacred Fart 1340 being defeated by Nick with eight balls 14 79 a very good score come Thursday night from Friday night sorry I'd had a. Uh, High hopes with uh, Tom Stewart and Joel Selwood not playing that well, but uh, lo and behold, they fucked me. Tom Stewart played really well, and Selwood just uh, did whatever the hell he wanted to do. Don't know why. I don't know. I'm really not happy with that. And then we had uh, boys like Riley O'Brien, Clayton Oliver, Luke Shuey, just going absolutely ballistic. And uh, well, unfortunately, didn't have enough of those. Stockard, he didn't do quite as much as I'd hoped. And even though my boys Rose, Ebert, and uh, Walters did well, didn't get enough tons on the board, really, and that, uh, it hurt me in the end. we we'll look to our next one. We have Ben with three flags. 12.84 versus Brian, 220 vision, 13.73. And uh, here we had uh, one of those uh, back captains of Dane you just absolutely tear it apart. 2.92 as a captain. That's uh, You take that every day of the week with that boy. And then apart from that with his Lockie Neil, well, just doing what Neil does, just everyone Neal before him, I'd say. Do what he had to do. Whereas Ben, look, Luke, Luke Ryan did well a yeah, few of the hundreds and Billings and Dunkley actually doing really well, but uh, just too few, William um, Shields, my check, Tom Dirty, just not looking good. I mean, so, some of Ben's lesser lights just aren't performing well at all. And then to make matters worse, Nick Newman went down with an ACL. So Ben's in a, a bit of strife and might need to jump on the trade table this week. We then go to the uh, battle of the workmen. We have Kane with Angry Midgets, 13-24, defeating my old man Grant on the cans 12-25. So it actually was a really good start. After the first couple of first couple of games, we had some really good scores. Uh, we had some 130s, 115s already. Already uh, hitting nicely on that Friday, and then the captains basically broke even. Almost, you know, 164 as captain versus 192. It was uh, very interesting, and then really just sort of came down to some of the lesser ones. There, we had a uh, Jack Rewalt 18 for Dad, and uh, Toby Green 47, Jared Geary 30. So really some average scores from those two sort of guys, but, um, look, Kane, we were very happy to get the chocolates on that one with, uh, Patton at 31, and, uh, you know, probably, happy, happy to do that, even though Patton didn't score very well, so, did well there. Then we go to the, now, uh, second last game, we've got Keelan with Bev, Ambersand, Mutt, our uh, bro is, 13-28, defeated Alex of Netfits and Chill, 12-19. both captains, again, didn't do very well, 170 and 160, so, looked about right, and then, basically, it was just, who scored the most hundreds or who had the better hundreds, I guess you could say, with uh Kenilvia of 111 and Jeremy Howe, 126. They sort of took the uh, took the uh, chocolates over a couple of 115s, 110s. So really, all in all, it's actually a really close game. it just got uh, not quite enough out of the likes of Kennedy, Phil Davis and Keith for Alex's liking. So into the last game of the round, we have Matt with Lockheed's cane train at 1230 versus Braden, at the Dob squad on 1357. So Brayden got the chocolates there. And here we had again captains not firing as well, 14 uh, 146 versus uh, 160, but really again it comes down to those lesser lights, and really it was all pretty even across two of them. It was really just the ones of uh, a couple of extra of the higher hundreds from uh, from Brayden and a couple of lower scores like a 38 and a uh, 45, 53 from uh, Matt, which was really unfortunate for him, but uh, no, oh well, no big deal. We then go to the ladder, and we'll uh, we'll break this one down just for those who are playing at home. We've got Kane actually leading at the moment. Uh, the new boy come in strong and just absolutely just, uh, looking the goods right now. We've then got uh, Nick with eight balls sitting close second, as well as uh, Bev Ambers, and my Arbro is. We then go to 2020 vision with Brian, 22-20 uh, vision, sorry, with uh, Brian, and then follow it up with the other Brian at Packy Flyers. So we've got a really good diverse one there. We've got probably, look, Nick and Keelan are always up and around the mark, um, but I think they're both Brian's... Haven't really showed a whole lot in the last few years, so it's good for them to get up. Okay, and the new guy just sort of sh- um, setting the pace and showing us all how it's done, so it's very interesting. I, uh, I approve I'm liking all, I'm liking, the it, uh, liking what I'm saying. All right, guys, I'm now going to introduce the coach of the week before I get him on the phone. Look, this week it goes to someone who made a big trade, uh, Selwood and Segler, which paid uh, dividends. And although, look, Rome wasn't built in a day, whilst he has started to trade his way to that empire, eight uh took on yours truly and almost pulled out of 1500. And while we haven't seen the free agency pool been hacked, like previous seasons, he has started off strong with a good draft, but the last two years, he hasn't, it hasn't been the case, and he has uh, managed to trade his way up, but with an already good draft, it's scary to see how high this crow can fly. All right, everybody, uh, with me, I've got my coach of the week. For those of you who don't know him, he is a, uh, a fabulous man who looks after our fine city, uh, although Ben doesn't seem to think so, based on what Lockie says, but I've got uh, Mr. Nicholas Wust with me. Nick Wusty, welcome. Welcome, AJ. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. Welcome. Oh, welcome uh, to Congratulations on being coach of the week. How do you feel? Yeah, it's a very good feeling. Obviously, a little bit touch and go there for the
1: first couple of games, but then things took their time and
0: it worked out nicely for me. Very nice. All right. Uh, I've got some questions here from uh, all the, uh, the folks playing at home. First one here is uh, Could you please ask who do you think will win out of Lockie and Steve this week? And does the 0 3 start rule them out of finals already?
1: Well, I think Lockie's been very hard at the trade this week, so he's probably going to have the New York side going into this round. Steve, and I think it's been quite as trigger happy that surely what he's got to have to win, otherwise, group chat might just
0: explode with the that come through for him. I think it will be very uh, very comical if he does lose, but at the same time, I think uh, both of them been pretty verbal over the last couple of weeks, so anything could really happen. And I've also been uh, also been asked to talk about the rival podcast that appeared on our screens last week. What are your thoughts on that one? And uh, <laughs> his, uh, how, how accurate do you think all his predictions were? Uh,
1: look, he was a little bit off the mark with Summer, but, you know, he's still. Got- who's been in this podcast business and
0: I'm sure you're aware it's you know not the easiest one to break into so we'll give him a few weeks leeway and hopefully he can pick up the game towards the end. Yeah, I like it. Um, look, it'd be a, be a bit remiss of me to not bring up the, the controversy that occurred later this afternoon regarding a trade by yourself. Would you care to make a comment on that? Ah, uh, yes. The infamous Bondgate, as it's now been known. <laughs> well, look,
1: I just I don't really know what to say. I'm a little bit disappointed with our Supercoach community. As... You may be aware, I'm a big fan of TV Survivor. Now, yeah. on Survivor, if someone pulls off a big move,
0: people don't sulk and crap on about how it's cheating and, you know, they thought he's better than that. They sit back, they applaud, and they say, well played. And that's what you guys should probably be doing. So
1: it was a right. good move. I think
0: it worked out well. I did find it very interesting, though. You traded two Bulldogs players for two Giants players, which is a very uh, bit of a quirky sort of thing there, I think I saw. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I think it made sense for him to offload one of the ruck when he had about seven of them. So who knows what could happen yeah, well, with Bont the, the way Yeah, English was just a step. He had to drop a player to make the quota. His strings out there. He's probably going to be scrapped. Yeah, no, I think um, I thought English was the same thing. But look, I think uh, based on what Bont's doing at the moment, it could be it uh, could not pay off that well for you. But we'll wait and see because I think Hopper hasn't been as good as everyone thought either. So truly, really yeah, a at the end of the day, potential trade. The way that I explain it to people is. Let's just say that you're a good car, salesman. Jones, you've
1: done pretty well, you've it's got yourself a nice little car yard. Now one day you get yourself a Ferrari in. Now it's got a couple of bangs that, you know, it's still a pretty good car. I come in, I have a look at it, I say, yeah, it's pretty good, I'll give you 500 bucks for it. You say, yep, 500, love it, here's your car. Now, do you get mad at me for offering the deal, or do you get mad at Selvin for
0: letting me go that first? Yeah, no, I definitely see your point there. Uh, kind of reminds me of an episode of The Office where Dwight buys Andy's car really cheap and then sells it on and on sells it. So really it just depends uh you're you a are Dwight Schrute or an Andy Bernard. So I think we'll wait and see what
1: happens. Well, maybe everyone can just watch that episode during the week, they
0: can get back to me and then it might make a bit more sense. <laughs> Alrighty, next one. Here we go. With Matt and Lockie being so poor and letting down the story name, should Lockie have taken the key surname instead? And should <coughs> Matt take Jen's surname next year? Well, I think that
1: prune aren't they with uh, the girls taking on Mitch's surname and I don't think always been put away at. Uh yeah look it's a conversation it's probably gonna want to have with Lewis. Yeah it's it might have come from the future. I hate to say it,
0: but uh starting to go downhill fast, the old story now. that's definitely not doing us any favors at either. No, I think it's uh it's been downhill uh, downhill for a while but this is just sort of the uh the very the peak of the downhill if you ask me but on Keys, yeah it's got, it's got a nice ring to it. Does have a nice ring to it, yeah it's got a nice jingle to it you might say. I can see it work. Yeah. Braxton Keys, Cooper Keys. now you got some quality names. Something. Cooper I and mean, that's, just, that's just a uh, wrestling name. I've ever heard one. Yeah, I do like that one, actually. Might have a chat once about that. <laughs> well, on the, uh, on the topic of Lockie, um, let's talk about some captains. So, first, uh, Zorko was week one, and then McGovern the next. Who do you think he's going to pick to score a 60 next this week? Who's, uh, what are you thinking? Well, I don't know if it's
1: possible to bring past plays back in, but surely he's gone through the Zach Dawson scrap-oops, try to bring him in as a ringer for this week. If not, I'm sure Raph Clark, Blaine Boatler, even his old mate Hank if he can bring him in and make him captain, I'm sure he'll do that. But he just, he seems to just want to find new ways to lose. And Starting with poor captain choices obviously, goes downhill faster than there,
0: wouldn't you say? Definitely, and uh, this week he's got, probably I think he's been pretty hard on Tom Mitchell, but uh, something resurfaced this week he's got a poor shoulder, so who knows, I Could another 60 could be on the cards, we'll have to watch this space. The captain's career solutions come through for him. He, he declared it early, and then just like clockwork. The news comes through they're now injured. I saw the, saw the post and then on uh, AFL.com and then straight away it was posted on our group chat so I think everyone will lining up to post that one. I look forward to uh, Mitchell being on the 3D this week. <laughs> Alrighty, now we've got some more questions about uh, Lockie and Matt so we'll keep going. I think <laughs> this is all from another certain story but that's fine. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll give him his moment to shine. Does Lockie's side resemble a dog's breakfast or more like a side that Blake would put together?
1: Oh, it's good to hear old Blake's moment again isn't it? He was
0: he hasn't been I brought up enough. For, in this league for so many years.
1: Uh, I think Blake probably got a few more runs on the board than Lockyer has this year, but a lot of that
0: was through that family trade that had gone on for quite some time. Yes, the uh, the infamous trades later, later, a couple of years ago. We all remember those. Yeah, I remember him and Bryce.
1: just spend money you know that up together and we'd just be flicking players for each other. I think the Bryce actually logged in on two different computers. One is Blake on himself and just pick and
0: choose where he wanted to. Look, uh, I would probably agree with you, but I just don't think Bryce is smart enough to do that. Uh, well, Ben might be able to show him. <laughs> All righty. Another one have we got here. Uh, why is Matt's story a continual disappointment to the family and this competition? <laughs> well, he didn't have much to look for along with, did he? So probably never having
1: that role more growing up. You know, if you grow up with shit, you're going to think you are shit. So I just feel bad for the guy sometimes, you
0: know? <laughs> All right, we're going to take a different tack this uh, this one. I've got a, uh, another question here. Is Bryzer a genuine threat this year? He started 2-0. and zero. He's knocked yeah. off both uh, ex-commissioner and future commissioner of Steve and uh, Lockie. How do you reckon he's going to go? I'm assuming Bryzer sent this message for himself. No, he didn't actually. I was surprised. Bryzer actually had none uh, this week. He wanted to sit back and just watch it unfold. Yeah, look, credit where credit's due. He's done the hard work. He's done himself up there. Twinked this feet the year. I think I'm, I'm, I'm eager to see, but uh, I've got a feeling it's probably not. I think... Uh, the wheels will probably fall off eventually, but who knows? Yeah,
1: look, I think it'll just be the good news story for the year if he can get there. But if he
0: doesn't, we'll have to yeah. so a good laugh. Yeah. it could be a Cinderella story waiting to happen, or it could be, a, I don't know, the... the uh, maybe the, the Collier could come back. Who knows? Either way, it'll still be funny. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. All right, I've uh, got another one here uh, from yours, Shuri, actually. Who will be the highest, average play, highest averaging players in each line? So... I reckon we both probably discuss this one because it'll be interesting. Because if I pull up the scores at the moment, it's just they're sort of a bit, um, bit, a bit everywhere. So it's a bit hard to sort of tell with what happens with last week and this week or last, you know, last game and this game. I think it's a little bit up in the air at the moment. But I think Lockie Neal's still looking like a solid lock for probably your midfield the way he's playing straight away, like last year. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, look, Corona ball coming in. I think everyone's just in the game styles. It's all. I put McCray out on the wing for I think the whole game the last one. Really expected his scoring.
1: But it's funny you say looking you because he was also the first name that came to my mind when they said the mids. Can't really see on touching him at the moment. Yep. And I think he went what five or six in our draft, so good value there as well.
0: Yeah, he definitely snuck a bit, had a bit of a bit of a sneaky one there, which is good. All right, we'll move on to the rucks. I mean, you've probably got your main two of Grundy and Gorn, but uh, Todd Goldstein's also put his hand up to give it a bit of a nudge. What are your thoughts on the out of the three of those? Because I reckon that's probably out of the three, but the two, if not Goldstein as well.
1: Yeah, once again, we'll give Ryder his due. He took a big gap on Goldstein in the first round of the draft. safe to say he's very happy to show it. That's paid off pretty well so far. But it's very hard to overlook
0: Grundy and Gorn for the top rock spots. Yeah, I think it's the same, I think Goldstein's playing, he's playing very well, but it's just how, yeah you know, is it going to last? Who knows? I think Grundy and Gorns, you know exactly what you're going to get week in, week well, out. So. subject, i just throw him out of and uh, talk up his mate Pitnet. Obviously, he's climbing the ranks very quickly, though. Mr. Nicholas Ndenwey, no, he's actually uh, on uh, my team. Oh, that was for Pitnett. Oh, Pitnet. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, uh, he's looking. He's on fire, isn't He yeah uh, came up against Gorn and it was uh, solid enough, I guess. Alrighty, we have moved on to the, we'll go to the defenders now at the moment. So, we've got... We've got Howe pretty far in front at the moment and then not really much else for a fair while if I'm looking at them. But a bit of Rampy. You've got your, uh, might your whatever the mate's his name is, Lloyd. You've got those sort of boys who you sort of think is going to keep up there. Yeah, Howe started absolutely on fire. He really seems to see this game style. He's playing 100% of every game. They
1: seem to look for him in that back line. Looks like Nathan those sort of guys are holding out the key post. He can just run around and pretty much do what he wants. Um, we saw sort of Lloyd bounce back last week. He
0: was obviously the number one defender for a couple of years, so you have to just back him. the yeah, but definitely Howes one to watch. I think Howes probably the one to watch as long as our backs stay fit. If one of those taller guys goes down, like a Darcy Moore or something goes down, then Howe has to play that lockdown, and you just watch his scores plummet. So that's where I am, sort of a bit dubious on him. On him, but I think after that you go, yeah, you definitely go, you go your Lloyds. And I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet my own horn back in my boy Dockerty. I think he's uh, he's looked good since coming back after two years off, and I think he's just gonna get better. Yeah, look
1: at Mr. B. Looks sensational this year. Like
0: I said, as soon as have to actually defend one on one, you're gonna see some serious climate. All right, and we'll go to the Fords because everybody likes to kick some snags. In terms of ones at the moment, we've got my boy Walters, who is an absolute draft steal. Joy Simkin, your boy uh, Bailey Smith, uh, Brad Ebert. There's a few on there, but I really don't see. Look, I don't see many of those sort of staying up too long. I'm actually surprised that Whitfield's not up there, but I think that uh, he'll adapt to this game style soon. I think he'll pop up eventually. But what are your thoughts? Yeah, I was
1: actually surprised that Walters it looks like Longmuir wants to play a bit more in the midfield than any of the other coaches probably thought of. So he's just doing all better here this,
0: this year than I thought. Yeah, I got, I got on the phone to him Longmuir and said, you better play him. I've picked him early, so. <laughs> but um, I think one of the surprises
1: that has also been Bailey Smith. This has come from nowhere, and I think he's averaging well over 100 at the moment. It just looks like he's... Gone right now.
0: That Bulldogs in midfield is would have been a very low draft get, though. So. yeah, I think he went very low. And I think um, the Bulldogs seem to do that every now and then. They seem to pull one of the someone out of obscurity and just sort of throw him into the middle. You had Josh Dunkley last year, just go berserk. You had Toby McLean a few years before that. It feels just like there's always just one of them ready to pounce up. So it's very interesting to see how he goes. And it will, you know, with him playing that well, will he keep the likes of McCraeley like sit out in the wing or even Toby McLean out of the side? It'll be interesting to see what happens.
1: Yeah, so especially thinking I of picked him
0: off of the scraphead, literally just because he was Aboriginal, I didn't Aboriginal for that round coming up, and somehow, before I got him, I started playing full-time midfield, and just getting hundreds for fun as a result. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Alright, well, that's all the questions I've got from uh, from these boys, but I might just ask you a couple of myself. Actually, I've got one from Ben, um, actually. <laughs> uh, his question is, can the big fish be relegated next year, and can they uh, induct Bevo into the draft league?
1: I might have to ask the big fish about that one and see how he feels, but i I know what
0: his answer's going to be. Yeah, well, he's, uh, he's no longer commissioner now, so it all comes to Steve, so we'll have to ask uh, ask him what's going on. what, so he wants to make a big move early. He does, he does. Alrighty, uh, I'll give you a couple more questions. Who do you think's the uh, looking the the tip for our flag, not the uh, AFL, but the draft flag, because it's obviously more important. Who do you reckon's the tip to win? Uh, well, I think... I'd-
1: I'm here to win, that's what I play for, that's why I join up every year. But there if there was
0: gonna be a second, it'd have to be Bryza. I wanna take Prizer to the Granny and I wanna smash him. <laughs> oh that'd be uh would be quality. I think we'd all love to see Prizer get in the grand final. It'd be just like Collingwood getting beat So I'd actually enjoy this one. I want Goldstein to go down in the first minute and just watch it happen. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well uh we'll all cross our fingers and hope that that doesn't happen because you winning again, I'm, I'm not too sure about that one. You won last year and that's enough. No, oh, I don't think anyone can trade with me anymore, so I can not be down to <laughs> No, as long as you t- you know, you'll you tick him over eventually, someone's going to need a trade. Hey, um, that's what I'm here for. Exactly right. All right, that's uh, that's all i got for him. Thanks for your time, I appreciate it, and uh, enjoy this, uh, this fabulous honour of coach of the week. Uh, well deserved. Thanks for having me, it was a pleasure. No worries, thanks, Busty. All right, now it's time for the Not Suitable for Children Award. Look, it would uh, it would be remiss of me not to mention Steve as an honourable mention. Look, you lost to Brian, okay? He does say more. I went a little hard on you last time due to losing to the auto draft, so this is your reprieve, but make sure you don't lose next week. This week it actually goes to the big fish himself. Well, he had the lowest score of the round and traded out a perfect captain choice in Lloyd, costing him around 170 in the process. Look, you got your boy Janger, but he was he worth a loss this week? Only time will tell, but right now, unfortunately, you are not suitable for children. So if we go to the leaderboard for the best on, we have both Wusty and Brian on one vote. we go to the leaderboard for the worst on, we have Steve and Lockie on one vote. And now we turn our attention to the Brownlow medal. One vote, M. Rao, 2020 Vision. Two votes, L. Neil, 2020 Vision. Three votes, M. Gorn, Dob Squad. I'll be posting the uh, leaderboard of all these as well in the description under or above my podcast. All right, guys, that is uh, all I have time for, unfortunately. I know you wanted me to keep going, but alas, uh, I've got things to do. I've got fantasy trades to make and uh, draft unimportant things to do. So thanks for tuning in, guys. This was round two's weekly review of the Choking Hazard, the podcast. I was your host, James Legassic, and I will talk to you all next week.